podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Stretford Paddock match review. I'm Casey. I'm joined by Ronaldo and Jay. <laughs> no cue. No cue. Straight <laughs> in, mate. Straight, straight in. in. Straight in. You're unprepared, yeah, just like United were for this fixture. All right. So. Well, my head's away anyway, and not surprisingly after that. No. But fans can't. If anyone no didn't catch the match, and you're very lucky if you didn't, Manchester United have lost 3-1 to Chelsea. Uh, we are now out of the FA Cup. That's one less trophy that we can win this season. Jay, what are your initial thoughts on the match? Well, I'm like, to be honest with you, I've sort of come to terms with this about 20 minutes ago because, like you say, we just didn't turn up today. And there's several reasons we lost that game. One, like, a lot of a lot of people will be angry with the referee. I get that. Mike Dean had a bit of a stinker. Should have got some more yellow cards out than he did. He didn't. I don't think he booked a Chelsea player. We're getting kicked. But it wasn't all about him. De Gea makes another clangor. I mean, maybe you can say, all right, it's not his fault for the first goal or the third or the second. I mean, it's almost straight at him. It's, it amazes me that that goes in. And yet again, we're having debates about David De Gea and it's, we shouldn't be. You know, I'm sick of repeating myself. I, mean, I don't want to talk about David De Gea unless I'm praising him. Yet we keep having this thing. Is it, is it going to be Dean Henderson next season? Is David De Gea up to it? Should we get bringing Romero? And, you know, there's a reason for that. You spit a count his mistakes on one hand, seriously. And like, look at how often it's happened. Look at this season, Palace. Um, Watford was it um, Everton I think as well I mean, you know I forget there's been that many really yeah, literally as you're speaking about Tottenham yeah. BBC I forgot just put a montage on of about half of David De Gea's mistakes against yeah Bournemouth, and I don't I, yeah I don't Watford. take any pleasure in talking about that because you know he, he, he saved us so many times pardon the pun over the last five or six years but you can't dine out on that forever and he needs to step up because he's costing us you know towards the end of last season no, he cost us go on sorry go on basically cost us yeah. today that, that was a killer goal. You said like, it at the time. That's a killer, killer goal. goal. Even even the first the first goal it was like 50-50 whether he should have saved that or not. And it was a bit close to him. Yeah. Well, that's what bit, I mean. I'll give him it, the goes down yeah. as a hair on goal, so it's kind of it's still it was it's an error. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a little bit of um, Lindelof's fault. Lindelof getting bullied, um, letting Giroud across him, and then obviously it's not a strong hand from De Gea either. But the, the second goal just killed us. Absolutely killed us. Yeah. So we were terrible anyway. It was an empty performance. We were slow. And um, nothing to it. We looked. I know, we can't say. Obviously, we say we're tired. It's an um, it's an FA Cup semi final. We should get up for it regardless. Do you know so what I mean? You were talking about yeah. like I know what you're saying. It's an FA Cup semi final. Yeah. You should be up for it. But every game at the minute is must win. They're coming thick and fast. They've had two extra days to rest. And I'm not making excuses because we didn't turn up. I've said that, and I'm just you know I'll point out the players that we were poor in a minute. But that has to play a little bit of a factor that because you could see players who have been good this season look knackered today. Yeah, I mean, right. we, can, we can say that maybe De Gea's peak came at the wrong point. Maybe he's missed it. Like, he's three seasons where he was an unassailable in net and the winning player of the year has kind of come at the point where everyone else seems to be playing better and now he seems to be making more mistakes. So maybe it is a time for Dean Henderson to come in, but I don't think we can pin it just on De Gea. Yes, no. he made mistakes today, but... Honestly, the issue, on that point before you, you go on, the yeah, issue go is on. is the difference between keeping for Sheffield United, no disrespect, and keeping for United because errors, obviously you look at the statistics, it can kind of tell you one story, but the errors are obviously more highlighted in games like these when you're playing for a club like United. Usually what happens with keepers at big clubs 
is they're not doing anything for most of the game and they're counted on in moments. And then if you make an error, then that's it. It's it's up there, everyone's seeing it, you've kind of cost a goal, etc. Your the games mean more. United's expected to to win more in each game. It's, it's, there's a little bit of an added pressure, whereas in Sheffield United, he might have more shots to save, he's got more to do, so he's more alert. So I don't know if it's gonna be like a smooth like kind of sailing transition from Dean Henderson keep for us and then being the same kind of effective like well above average keeper that we've seen him be so I, I don't know if we don't know whether he's the answer we can only see when we actually play him but um, as you said it's not just on the keeping it was just we were just second best yeah, simple I, as that I, 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 I was, I, that was agony watching that to be honest I think obviously yeah. the keeping is the one that gets highlighted because of the, the sort of mistakes but the point was is that the the back line didn't seem to gel together and Baye getting injured, which is was a horrendous injury when you actually look at it and look at what happened afterwards. There's been reports of him. He definitely got stretched off and wrapped up in a... You went airlifted to hospital. Exactly, yeah, there's some so reports have been airlifted to hospital. On socials. But it never seemed like the defence gelled back together after that. Like Lindelof and Maguire kept missing and not going for balls. They kept running in between. They kept leaving gaps. Brandon Williams or Wan-Bissaka kept pushing too high at points and it just left massive holes in our defence. Do you think that maybe the tactics had something to play or do you think it was maybe the players just weren't up for it and therefore a change in tactics just wasn't good for them at this point? Maybe it's a bit of both. I mean, you look at, yeah, we went for a back three or a back five depending on, depending on how you want to look at it and then obviously that changed with the Eric Bailly injury but players just looked all at sea. Alan Wan-Bissaka, that's probably one of the worst games I've seen play for us. And he can play as part of a back. He can play as a wing back or as a as a full back. But you know, the ball going under his yeah. foot when he's passed to him and shit like that—that's that's inexcusable. That's just basic. Do you know what I mean? My five-year-old can sort of do better than that. He's not as excuse. He's a quality player. He's a top quality player, and it just lapses in concentration. Harry Maguire again. I don't think I've seen him play as badly for Manchester United. And I'm not be. I don't want to be melodramatic because we just lost a, a cup semi-final. But he was genuinely terrible. Mm. Do you, you think know? in a way we kind of saw this coming? If you look at the performances recently, we have been on a downward trend a little bit. Maybe, like, yeah, maybe Johnson, you're right, yeah, because we sort, like, of, we, 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 yeah. we sort of relied a little bit on moments, haven't we, of brilliance to yeah. get us out of jail a little bit. Yeah. Like Palace, you get a couple of moments and we... we they we weren't convincing performances, were No, were they, they weren't. Southampton, obviously, we yeah. got a, a, a draw... Um, before that, we looked a little bit a little bit better, but shaky starts. And the fear was against Chelsea. You know, you have a shaky start against Villa, you get away with it. Shaky start against Southampton, right? We drew, but you, you know, we don't get beat. You have a shaky start against Chelsea with the players they've got, they'll punish her, and they did. Did you think that Ronaldo, that maybe the formation, and obviously we're going to talk about people not coming up to the games, right? We've been bailed out by Rashford, we've been bailed out by Martial. Martial didn't start today. We haven't been bailed out by Dan James, but Dan James then got a start today in a two formation. And it seemed like our tactic when we had two in the middle was to push one out wide and try and cross it in. And they just got crowded out by the centre-backs because they were also playing free at the back, but they seemed a lot more like regimented and ready to defend. Do you think that that wasn't really the way we should have attacked this I mean, game? I think the tactics and the setup was wrong. It's obviously easy, easy, easier to say that with hindsight or foresight or whatever when we've seen how it's kind of resulted. Obviously, if it went well, you'd say you got it right, but um, it just it just never looked, it didn't look fluid. Um, it looked very disjointed. It looked like we didn't really have any idea. And it was basically Bruno against the world. And then when he gets like that, he kind of forces it and then becomes a liability himself. Um, it just it just didn't look good. And we just looked 
Dainty at the back. He just. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start getting quite upset. Yeah. Looking at the stats there, the that, stats that surprises me that our pass accuracy in theirs was yeah. the same. But then you know, you look at one of the, the things there. They had seven shots on target. We had three. I mean, that tells its own story. Yeah. Well, I said, you know I, I mean? said during the, um, I said during the halftime show, a heat map kind of showed that most of our passes came between the back three and then the wing backs. We were kind of passing it back and forth, and as you can see by those stats, where it mattered. Obviously, goals is where it matters, but in terms of shots on target, um, in terms of possession and pass accuracy, doesn't matter. It depends where you can pass. Like I said, you can pass around the back for ages. It doesn't matter if it's not going forward. Um, mm. I'm gonna gonna make a move into thing because we were gonna say like United didn't play well. This is not completely what we're blaming it on, but today Chelsea made 21 fouls. Um, that included Kovacic getting four of those fouls and so did Reese James. And then they were scattered about, I think Rudiger got about three and that sort of thing, including the one on Martial where Martial was clean through and he booted his foot. Chelsea then received zero yellow cards. The only yellow card of the game came to Paul Pogba in about the, I think it was the 70th, in the 70, 80 minute range. Do you think that Chelsea tried to tactical fouls out of the game yep. And the ref didn't pick on Pornic, eh? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, we had all that nonsense from Lampard and before the game about VAR favouring us and all that, and playing for penalties and stuff like. That. I know we got a penalty today, but it was a penalty. There's no argument about it. Didn't even need VAR for that one. But they were they were kicking us, you know, and it was the same players over and over again, and they got they, they kept getting away with it. And if you're a player and you're getting away with it, you're going to keep doing it if it's working and it's stopping us attacking and it's stopping us creating anything and the referee's just blowing and he's not even having a word with you didn't even say I didn't see Mike Dean speak to one Chelsea player it was it was it Rudiger Rudiger who headbutted um, Mason Greenwood yeah yes. it's a foul so you're giving a foul you know he's fouled him and you're not even having a word and mm. there's an 18 year old sprawled on the deck there wasn't after any, his mate's already been airlifted to us there wasn't any player that I thought got even a verbal warning no, like that makes just, me sound like I'm talking yeah. about school I mean yeah. listen I'm not Regardless of Mike Dean, United weren't good enough, but the two aren't mutually exclusive. The ref was poor and so were Manchester United. Yeah, we've, we've got a super chat here from Not A Bad Cow. He says, 48 hours less, it was a leggy selection. Romero, Igalo, Laird and Scott were needed in this game. Oli didn't get the selection right. I do think that Igalo would have been better in this game, especially since we were playing two up front and the tactics seemed to be crossed. Do you think that? Do you think the sort of hold-up play, especially because we've seen it improve in Martial's game, do you think someone with hold up play? I think it could have worked better because um, we had in a two up front in that kind of formation, you've got two forwards trying to do the same thing. Pace trying to get in behind and when you can't do that, they're not the best. Rash is not the best at hold up play. James definitely isn't. So it was kind of one way, like it's um, one dimensional. You're either getting in behind and that depends on um, the pass on the timing of the run which are all luxuries anyway you're not going to get in often so it's like when we went forward and just went in behind it was just giving them the ball back and that was it and when we did when they were pressing high and then we were looping up route one they were just winning the header obviously you've got Rashford and James up front and then they've got the ball again it just the way it just wasn't correct at all the way we set up which I can kind of forgive all these because he's working on the fact that we've obviously players are tired and um, as he said He's kind of under. He's under a little bit of pressure to kind of play a good team, but he's also can't overdo it. So when the dust is started, you realise that although 
you'd have liked to see in all the best players on the pitch. You can see why he's rested one or two. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? We, top four is important. West Ham's important. And there's always the opportunity that we could have played everyone and then everyone looked leggy and tired anyway and it could have been a shit performance anyway. So yeah. it's I mean, just one of them. If we look at, if we look yeah. at it that way, there's a lot of people saying Ollie out and that sort of thing. Just take it as this point. This game is probably... If, you, if you're interested in trophies, then yeah, it's important. This is probably the least important game that we, we have for the rebuild in the sort of sense of we need to get Champions League football. If we if we don't win in the next two games, then we need Europa League games. So they're important. This game doesn't affect us going forward. It doesn't get us Champions League. It doesn't affect people coming to us and sort of like that sort of thing. So you can say in that he's got to play a good team because he does want the trophy, but he's still got to look forward into those games. So do you think that of, uh, people saying Oli out? I don't. I don't agree with. I feel like this game was the sort of thing of. He obviously put a serious team out, but he thought, I need to change it somehow. Do you think that was what the case was? Yeah, I mean, Oli out, what, after he's lost one out of 19 mm. games? Have, have a day off, give it a rest. That's just nonsense. We're not Watford. Do you know what I mean? We're not going to get rid of him two games yeah. to go when he's just got us with Four touching, distance, touching distance of the Champions League. So that's just complete nonsense. Yeah, we all felt it, right? Every preview I've seen from any of us lot and our predicted 11s, there was all changes. There was, you know, some people thought Lingard was going to come in. Some people thought he might have been taking a gamble on one of the youngsters, Laird or someone like that. Others that, you know, he was going to mix it up. And obviously it happened with Dan James coming in. I just felt, for me, yes, I understand the, the thing about changing it, but I wouldn't have took Paul Popper out of that equation. Not not as well as Martial. I think you take them both out of the starting lineup. And if I'm a Chelsea player, you're looking at you thinking, nice one. Do you know what I mean? Because they're two of our most effective players. And I think that to do to take both of them out, I thought was a big ask, especially when you're bringing in Dan James, who was almost playing as a striker today, yeah. which isn't a role that really he's made for. It just it didn't make much sense to me. And then as as well, you're making changes at the back. So, yeah, I think Oli needs to learn from that. And yes, he needs to mix it up with that again. But moving forward, he can't be making that many changes in must-win games. Yeah. Right. Uh, final thoughts just now. Uh, do you think that this team will bounce back against West Ham? I'm always going to believe in the team. I think we'll bounce back, definitely. I think we'll beat West Ham and we'll get top four and see where we can go in Europa. But we've got to put this behind us. We can't, can't dwell on it can't let it sour the end of the season especially when the upcoming games are just as important as this one was so gotta take it obviously people like Maguire etc with the captain after his performance today he's got to look at himself in the mirror and think that's not good enough to be what the driving yeah. force about for United and um, if we're looking beyond this season improvements need to be made because yeah. this is a Chelsea team that I've actually made um, acquisitions already to improve yeah. and we're looking obviously I know it's one game but they just looked more of a team today yeah but so if we, let's just put it on an optimistic yeah. note Leicester lost today so we have that we have yeah. the fact that we're still in the race for top four we still have Europa let's just put it this way we just put this result behind us and we move on so that's been us thanks for joining me lads yeah. and yeah hopefully we'll, back, back, we'll bounce back next game that's it. See you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.